Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The 17 train line was always full of monks. Grey robes and the smell of sweaty feet. Ibis sat a seat away, drumming her fingers across the thick plastic of the mask in her lap. I elbowed her in the ribs. When do we get off? She scowled and glanced up. This is us. We shoved our way out into the station. The monks filed off behind us a low wave of chanting making its way to the other side of the platform, back along the 17. I reached into my bag. Ibis sighed as I pulled out the silver Nurex can. I hate this stuff, she said. It's not that bad. I got peach flavor. We passed out of the station and onto the street. My sister leant down to my height. You don't have to taste it. it never covers the taste of... ash. I grunted and put the nozzle to my mouth. Look. I pushed the top and sprayed silver powder onto my tongue. <sighs> Not so bad. Ibis raised her eyebrows at my grimace. You're an idiot, Rania. Hand it over. I spat a thick glob of Nurex onto my arm and rubbed it in, feeling the hum of the wires beneath my skin. Ibis closed her eyes and sprayed. She swallowed, then took a deep breath. Mask on. I said. She clipped the white helmet onto her implant and pulled it down over her eyes. Her head began to shift quickly, glancing up to the surrounding buildings, tagging the passing cars, and snapping pictures of the people all around us. I felt my fist whir to life as she slipped at data. The LED screen formed the street around us, marked with the details Ibis thought useful. Who's this guy you put in red? I asked. Ibis tilted her head and a series of images of a man three blocks away appeared on my screen. Short, frowning, with a long coat covering everything and bulging in places. He stood outside the bank. Ibis threw up estimations of his height and weight. Private security? She shrugged. Probably insurance, yeah. Nothing we can't handle. My sister took a step to the side. A close-up of the man's hip flashed on screen beside a 3D render of a rifle. The curve of the grip matched the lump beside his arm. He's packing, I tutted. Maybe we can try our trick. Ibis lifted her visor. It's a collections job, Rania, not a bank robbery. Avoid getting shot if you can. I pushed her in the back and began to move down the street. We could see KVX Corp Bank 
almost from the station, a grey slab like a bunker with flickering accents. The man was leaning by the front doors, a few feet away from the security guards. Ibis pinged me a few details about the guards, but they weren't the issue. We stepped up to the glass doors. I caught the man glancing at us out of the corner of my eye and flexed the servos in my hand. A neat row of desks protruded from the far wall, the floor between organized by hollow barriers. There were only a few sieves off to one side, and most of the desks were empty. One bored-looking clerk snapped to attention as we approached his desk. Ibis threw me some details she'd mined from his socials, and I unclenched my fist. Easy money. I slammed my palm down onto the interface desk in front of him and he yelped. Ibis transferred a string of docks through my mechanized hand and out into the hollow display of the desk. The golden horse symbol glared atop each piece. Listen up, I said. KVX owes Marigold a lot of money and we're here to collect. The golden horse animated in response to my words. If we don't have 300,000 units sync to my uplink in the next minute, we have full company authority to start smashing heads. I leant over the desk to the stunned clerk. Are we clear? The clerk swallowed hard. Uh, I just work here. I don't have the authority. Ibis's raspy voice filtered through her mask. Then find someone who does. He nodded and turned on his heel. Desperate gods. You'd think people would be used to this stuff by now, I said. Hands in the air! The two KVX guards stood a few meters in from the door, pistols raised in our direction. Ibis turned to me. Marinettes, deadly up close, but ultimately short range. I kept my eyes on the guards. One had patches of sweat falling under his arms. Reckon you can calculate fast enough? Ibis sighed. Rania, don't. Just evade and take them out. I raised my arm and winked at my sister. You got this. As I dashed forward, I watched one guard stumble back with alarm. His pistol went off harmlessly to our right. The other guard acted as I had hoped. My heart raced and the Nurex kicked in. The guard pulled the trigger. I watched the bullet glide towards me. My fingers stretched wide, strings of code skidding across the interface as Ibis worked. A faint click sounded from inside my hand, and the bullet bounced off the air an inch in front of my palm, digging its way into the wall. Before the standing guard had time to move, I slammed his face into the ground, cracking the tiles with the force. The other one fumbled to pick up his gun, but I had him by his jacket a moment later. He screamed as he soared out the front door. I turned back to Ibis. What did I tell you? I laughed. She did not return my gaze, but stared over my shoulder. The man in the trench coat stood in the doorway, arms slightly raised by his sides. The sieves scrambled out behind him. Once they were out, the man took a step inside the room. All right, buddy, I said. No need to take a step closer. Ibis pulled up his info again, and it streamed across my console. His ID was scrambled. The man took another step. I pointed my palm at him and engaged the electromag. All right, numbnuts. Doesn't matter how much KVX is paying you. It's not worth what I can do to your spine. He lifted his head. 
I could see the edges of his eyes crinkling underneath his round shades. Through your sacrifice, she returns to us. I felt Ibis tug at my sleeve. I brushed her off. Rania, don't. It's fine, sis. I stepped between her and the man. Leave, old man. Your sacrifice is required, O oh, sisters Morkins. Ibis started. Don't you call them. I held up my hand to stop her and addressed the man. If that's how you want it, then. The man slid his hand into his coat. My will is her will. I ducked to the side as I moved towards him, a spray of bullets churning the desk where I had been. Ivis pinged me her location on the other side of the room. The man had his rifle set on me, aimed for another volley. I shifted my arm up, but a pulse on my interface rang out and I pivoted, diving behind a pillar. Small symbols in Ibis's code filtered across my arm. Get out! Too quick! The pillar shuddered against my back. He let out bullet after bullet, slowly pacing around the room. Ibis kept me updated on his position, and I shifted accordingly, my back to the concrete. The man stood between us and the entrance. Warmth coursed through the lines in my legs, and I knew I had the speed advantage on him. Ibis was a different story. I took a deep breath. In a Nurex fog, I felt the last heavy bullet slam into the pillar. I twisted on my heel and lunged out of cover. The man stood a few meters away, crinkled eyes beneath his glasses, the rifle aimed at my chest. My arm was up between my heart and the gun. I felt the small motors engage and adjust as Ivis calculated. The bullets screamed across the gap. Inches from my palm there came the click. A pulse of electromagnetic force sent the bullet off to my right to strike with a soft thud. A thud and a muffled cry. Ibis stood, staring at the red spot growing in her chest. Her fingers twitched in time with spasms from her head, and light swirled across the screen of her mask. Ibis! The man backed away silently as I rushed to catch my sister. She was heavy, and I fought to keep her still, laying in my arms on the reddening tiles. Sweetheart, you're going to be okay. Her eyes flicked between the shifting images in her helmet, and her mouth hung open, tongue moving like her fingers. Ibis! Ibis, can you hear me? My sister's body snapped still. Her fingers dug into my arm, and her eyes focused on me. Idiot. So we have a guest today. Isn't that right, Bo? Hi. Say hello. Hello. Lovely friend of the show. Uh, and uh, they have some wonderful, uh, uh, amazing skills in regards to world building uh, and story writing. So we've 
pulled them in to steal their gifts. <laughs> That's very threatening. You're welcome. That's very <laughs> ominous. Yeah. Good. Um, okay, who wants to who wants to go first? Alicia, do you have stuff? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can go first. Awesome. Uh, okay, so my first idea was just the idea that people can pick a day and then that day doesn't exist anymore. You can just kind of go, I don't like this day and now it's gone. Okay. Like erasing history. I don't know. Clearly, it's not like everyone in the world gets a day that they can get rid of because then time wouldn't exist anymore. But maybe, yeah. I mean, that could be ideal, though. Just as far as my whole... Ideal. But uh, just because I heard the the phrase throwaway days. Yeah, right. Cool. (laughs) Mm. That was it. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I, I, I can jump into my first idea just to... Um, get that ball rolling this is i cannot remember who i was talking to but it was just a stupid phrase that came up um i think it must have been around christmas time or something because it's merry prisms um what? merry prisms it's like you know prisms you've heard of prisms it's that it's the phrase merry prisms and that's my world idea okay cool. like like happy yeah I don't know what else it could be. Merry prisms. I don't know why you're so confused. Uh, you're right. Why am I confused? Let's move on. Bo, <laughs> <laughs> what's your first idea? Um, my first one uh, is uh, phenom- I don't know if phenomenon is the right word, but it's a thing called Blaschko's lines. Ooh. Um, which are so they're generally invisible, but they're human um, like markings. Um, and mm. they're generally invisible, but you have some, there are some, like, skin conditions that follow them. Um, I think I had an image of them somewhere, I'll send it to you guys. Um, and I had the idea of them as, like, like, ley lines kind of thing, like lines of power. Ooh. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, stop, sorry, my cat is standing on my headphones. Um. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, so... They look like um like grains in wood. Yeah. Yeah, that's a kind of terrifying, but like yeah. That's really cool. So I I looked it up and they are natural um uh lines of normal cell development in the skin. Um which is it's cool so they are very similar to like grains in wood. It is like the um uh, I guess yeah, the the sort of uh, yeah I, the grain the grain of a human body very cool and I guess yeah skin has that because you have that with like preparing meat and stuff um, that's cool yeah very much so mm-hmm. yeah um, uh, Alicia did you have uh, a second idea I do yes uh, so my second one is just the idea of a goddess whose domain is desperation. So she's the goddess you turn to when everything else has forsaken you. Cool. Oh, I like that's cool. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Thank you. Um, My second idea is um, just a setting um, uh, of a a Stone Age um, archipelago. Because I think archipelagos, you know, sequences of islands are very cool. Um, And I feel like doing some Stone Age stuff would be fun. Um, Lots of like flint napping and hunter-gatherer-esque uh society very cool yeah interesting Mm. um oh please supply us with your second idea um my second one wasn't really an idea it was just it was a song that i found today while i was doing schoolwork 
Oh. Um, yes. It's called Hold On by Animal Fiction, and it has fantastic vibes. All right, awesome. Um, yeah, I think I have a link handy if you want me to send cool. it to you guys. Okay, I I have to stop because this song is so absurdly long. <laughs> it's not, it's three minutes. But, um, oh, two and a half minutes. That's so cool. It's such a good wow. vibe. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. it's, um... Uh, I mean, a million stories spring to mind, right? Like a million, yeah. a million vibes of like a, you know, the the concept of of uh, the wilderness of a city, and yeah, very cool, very cool. It actually, I just like re-listened to the excerpt. It kind of ties in with the the goddess of desperation thing. Like for me, that's what I, yeah yeah that's what I was thinking too. I like that. I feel like we could also pull your uh, the the Blasco's lines into it somehow as well. I, I think so. I think as the basis of like a magic um mm. sort of idea uh i don't know if that's like a okay uh so is uh, running back through the concepts we've got we've got the blasco's lines the song the goddess of desperation what was your other one alicia uh getting to choose a day that doesn't exist anymore. that's right throwaway days. yes throwaway days um merry prisms I, 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 an idea that we all know and love uh and mm-hmm. stone age archipelago um thoughts I really like that song. Yep. I think that's the vibe that we'll go for because it's cool to have yes. like a, a tone, you know? Yeah. Uh, having, uh, I, yeah, the, the, the tone is the, you know, the, the color palette that we're picking from. Yeah. I really gravitate towards a solid tone. Yes, absolutely. So does this very like yeah, cool. exciting and deep um, uh, feeling tone. Mm. Um, and then we are going to, now how can we, how can we utilize Blash Ghost Lines as one of as like a subsection under this um Goddess of Desperation thing? Um It's No, I don't know if this because the tone I feel like there was an aspect of like the feeling of wilderness in there that could tie into my Stone Age archipelago thing. But yeah. I don't know if that's just me wanting to, you know, push my prerogative. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. Because it does scream mm. city, you know. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not sure if it's like if it really fits, but I I like the idea of um, a magical tattoos mm-hmm. and like <laughs> this is being yeah. recorded before the um uh, the last episode goes up, um, which is actually like about magical tattoos. <laughs> Um, not primarily. We share, we, the three of us share one brain cell. We share and we one to brain think about cell. magical tattoos. <laughs> um, uh, so that was my first thought as well. I was like, "Ooh, yeah, these are magical tattoos," and I was like, "This would be really useful for the ink world that we just made." Whoops. Whoops. Um, another thing, another thing that might be cool is like, you know, you have the like power lines tracing those lines, but you can't get to them without. I don't know, like, kind of damaging yourself a bit, I guess. Yeah, I'm or trying to... some sort of, like, modification in a way. I think it'd be really cool if we, we tried to do um, uh, science fantasy with the vibe of this, um, like, sort of um, cyberpunk-esque. Um, yes. But, like, witchy cyberpunk would be really cool. That's my entire vibe. Yeah, exactly. That's... Excellent. Because yes. I think that, like... The idea of like these are the ley lines in the body, and historically in this world they have used these um, these lines to draw different like or draw upon magical symbols 
um and they're sort of like like key pressure points like key pressure points or whatever um but um now it's like well we have all of this like intense science stuff in this like futuristic setting and so we can just like plant a uh like what's the word um microfiber like um nanotubing sort of stuff in this like one section of ley line and you can just have a fire blaster shooting out of your arm um which is like way more powerful the idea that this magic has become a science and thus has been like pulled to its full potential uh and i think that would bring in ideas of like transhumanism um of like what is humanity now that we can like fully body modify which is a huge idea in cyberpunk i don't know that's that's yeah, that's cool. a thought that i had what do you how do you guys feel about that i really like that okay cool yeah that sounds nice okay cool i i, I can imagine those lines like glowing in icy blue yeah. across someone's body as they summon their power yeah absolutely absolutely um the one the one i really like is the the spiral on the back of the head yeah I i've just, been checking oh, that I didn't out yeah that. And the, the cool sort of, of the shape of the face, I mm-hmm. feel like masks would be sort of a big thing because you could have a mask that goes over your face and it touches those edge lines and sort of draws power from it, um, from that. And that can be used as like a, a conduit almost. Um, and there's like the line are down these, the front. Are these lines the same for everyone? Um, I, f- I think there's like a bit of variation, but they generally follow this pattern, I think. Yeah, I'm not that- 100% sure um because that could be an idea to work with if it looks like it there are from, a few people with variations yeah um it, from the, the the research it looks like they're from the a brief search that i've done it looks like they are similar but they i mean it'd be like a fingerprint mm-hmm. you know it's always swirls but the swirls are slightly different um mm-hmm. that's cool um so yeah like variation in it now how does this manifest what sort of um effects can you produce with this magic system i feel like it's all very physical yeah i i think like body enhancement would be huge like maybe you could i i like the idea of uh i don't know if we could use because like you know you start with magic and you start to draw from the crystal well what have we used crystals which is you know a huge yeah. trope but uh, has its effectiveness especially when it's compared to um not carbon nanotubing uh what's that stuff called that you can use to make like little cameras um the like clear um stuff whatever that is um and then you could like have it inserted along these lines in your body and it would act like a huge conduit um and it would make you like move faster and think quicker like become a superhuman essentially yeah it takes the the sort of natural magic of the body and um vastly improves it um i think like unmodified like if you if you manage to tap into the lines without you know like uh like the the nanotubing or anything it's like it's just physical improvements like you move faster and you punch harder and Mm. like you're more flexible and stuff but then with the like enhancements that's when they can convert that energy into fire or ice or yeah like that kind of stuff that's yeah that's cool i like that i did that that these lines just hold an energy and usually you can utilize it to enhance yourself 
but when you're adding technology to it, you can actually break it out. That's cool. Okay, so like throughout time, there are, I guess everyone has these lines, but certain people are born with them stronger, I guess. Um, and so before this like modern, you know, uh, cyberpunk period, people just, there were certain people who were, you know, more powerful, stronger or whatever. But with the advent of this like technology, they've worked out how to take it beyond that to the um the sort of things that humans can't do um uh, it, do yeah. we do we want to go like sovereignty over f- like physics sort of stuff as well as like psionics maybe i think could be cool um like psychic powers um those are the you know general tropes i'm not getting too biggest psychic vibes maybe like that's really high tier stuff. Yeah, it could be. I guess, and it, it it probably um, there's like parallels between this and like the concept of chakras, I believe, um, mm. uh, as like body points that affect um, uh, like I I guess we're we're sort of taking this and applying the concept of chakras to it or something similar, where it is like body body patterns that are naturally occurring that have some spiritual meaning beyond the physical um yeah i'm i'm mean yeah yeah that kind of makes sense i mean like all the lines and stuff in in the blasco's lines line up with chakra points yeah so maybe like the different area like we'll break it down into areas like there's like um the crown and the i don't know that hold on i'm gonna get the chakras up um uh would you like me to bring out one of my many books? <laughs> no, I have Google. The crown, the third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, the sacral, sacral, and the root um, are the different sections, and they would correspond to different, like, abilities when you tapped into the lines in that section, maybe, is a, is a way we could go about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you have... It could be, like... You know, third eye could be perception-based. Or I guess crown would be, like, messing with your brain. And that's using that sort of swirl on the back of the head. And then third eye would be uh, something else. Um, throat could maybe... Uh, I don't know. Uh, there could be a lot of... My brain immediately jumped to, like, black canary or, like, sirens. Like, honeyed words. Or just yeah, screaming yeah. really loud. And Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe even, like, sovereignty over, like, wind or something um could be really cool yeah um and then like there's the heart um which i think the heart could also be the arms is the sort of like the section there yeah so then you could yeah. have like like the chest that strength yeah yeah um it may not even like make sense to have i guess elemental stuff could be cool um but maybe it's just like a power source you can have like your body can become through this augmentation and through these lines can become an incredible power source so you have these other augmentations that would require incredible power sources but you can just use your own body for that um and they Mm. can be things like electromagnetism guns and uh you know flamethrowers and stuff and this is the power source for them is you and that way we can have like a lot of different options that don't really have to be because it's always like I don't know, uh, elemental stuff doesn't really make sense when you get scientific, you know? Because it's like the elements aren't actually the elements. The elements are like tungsten or whatever. Um, So, yeah. Hmm. Could be, I don't know. It's 
let's let's zoom out i think we we've spent a little bit of time zoomed in here um yeah what sort of effects do you think this would have on the broader world i think it's very like not actual communism but it's that same sort of (laughs) we do what we want and no one can make us do anything else okay yeah it's very yeah um, i can see that yeah i I, like self-driven i like that i like that um well i get a sense that this (laughs) just from uh where we're drawing the inspiration from uh i'd be interested to see if anyone has like a kind of a spiritual interpretation of this kind of stuff and how that yeah society yeah Mm. well i mean if they're coming from if this has always been a concept that these ley lines exist in the body that can enhance people right and Mm. certain people have stronger lines um and certain people just have all of their lines overall are stronger but some people have specific lines that are stronger then this world would have a very like it would be a reality to them so this would be ingrained into their faith system and yeah their life so it would probably be th- very ephemeral sort of spiritual world yeah i think um there would be people who believe that tapping into your uh, into your uh lines with these electronics is draining your own life force yeah i think there are people that believe that the world has its own lines or that the lines on your body are reflective of those in the world and that they're a map leading you somewhere that's what i was just going to say i was like what if there is this um faith of people who are like imagine if you will these monks that um believe that they have um their lines are attuned with the world's lines and so they go they're like um nomads they go where they where the wind takes them essentially believing that they are traveling along these lines um and like over time through just like feeling it they believe that they have gathered the paths at least some of the lines um and it's like yet to be proven if this is a a, a definitive you know source of energy um or if these people are just religious fanatics i i guess it you know yeah. it's not meant to be proven because it is a it is a faith system but that'd be very cool of them like they're constantly moving in a cycle uh, like a circuit around the world um mm. giving prayer um yeah yeah i also instead of um i don't remember what it's called but like the english monk haircut where they have like the, the tonsure bald. yeah instead of that um like the hair they have follows the swirl on yeah the top of the i mean head. Or, or they they have a, a a shaved part that follows the swirl to Ooh, expose yeah. it more whichever one works um ah oh, that's cool okay um it's interesting because there are like two periods in this world there is this the the pre-augmentation period and the post-augmentation period um and i think what we're saying is like pre-augmentation these lines are just like a theory uh an accepted theory of uh why some people are better at certain things than others and they're like better than just in our world you know some people can uh lift a tree with one arm or whatever um or like wildly more intelligent than other people um because of these different areas being accentuated um and then in the post augmentation period we are able to like tap into even i guess the weaker 
lined people can have their lines augmented to be that level, mm. right? Yeah, I get. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, I just had an idea. Mm. Um, there's definitely some people out there who like get uh, energy pumped into their lines. Yeah. Just some kind of drug. Oh, because this is what I'm thinking. The, I think in the pre-augment um, society, this would be a very like. It's almost like it's it's a very like uh, socialist communist sort of society. And then in the post-augment, people have realized that this is not just a tool that is individual. They can take this. This is like you know we would get into issues of like what even is a human? If people if people's lines are naturally more powerful, they should have more rights um, because they are superior beings and like. Or like some people are used as batteries to power buildings because this is oh no yeah this is the main source of like powerful energy in the world they don't have anything else like this world isn't defined by having an incredible power system it's in, it's defined by having these lines um so like you know people would be making super soldiers oh. and um yeah like stealing it and using it like a drug to make them powerful for a short amount of time but it burns up their own lines and like shortens their lifespan incredibly. That's that's really interesting. That idea that maybe they they never need to f- find or generate another power source because they are the power source. Yeah. So maybe in the early times, uh, advanced technology was a symbol of like, um, of like tyrannical rule in some way. It meant you were draining someone else for your yeah. own gain. Yeah, for sure. Um, there would be a period after the discovery of augmentation that was just warfare and terror uh because a new weapon had been discovered um yeah and a, a new resource to fight over and then it would sort of hopefully i guess settle down into like a third age <laughs> we're sort of doing a history of this world which is cool um okay it's the second age the second sort of section of this history i think is where that song the vibe of that song uh yeah can i can i take a moment to re-listen to it just so i can not get the vibe yeah 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 yeah. cool oh man just listening to it gets me hyped yeah absolutely what about this goddess of desperation that we talked about do we think this matches the aesthetic of the world that we've established i mean i think initially my thought is no but it'd be interesting to try and fit a goddess into like a cyberpunk situation because you don't often think about it's a very spiritual world as well they probably have Mm. um a pantheon you know they're probably polytheistic um and uh have many explanations for what these lines are and i think that could be another interesting source to draw on um and we can definitely have the goddess of desperation in there somewhere Maybe she's only become the goddess of desperation after this augmentation. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Who yeah. was she before? I don't know. I feel like what what is what is uh proto desperation is um desire, maybe? Um or I like that. Yeah. Mm. it could be like a, a goddess of love even, or like love and desire and want and envy. Um Maybe Sorry, no, I'm just thinking. You, you, hey, I'll let you think this one time. Bo, do you have any sparks of inspiration? I like. It was kind of drawn on something else, but um, you know how in a lot of like post-apocalyptic things, places are named after broken road signs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, maybe this goddess was originally 
you know, like goddess of love and desire and that sort of sphere. But then, where, like, with the the turning point when everyone discovered that, hey, we can do some really weird stuff with this. Let's all try and kill each other. Yeah. Um, a lot of her stuff was destroyed, and the stuff that remained. Yeah, it's it's the that she was like she's your last hope kind of thing. It's the second wave, and that would also be what people in this uh, post augmentation, uh, post war world would need, right? That is like after the world has been ravaged by superhumans it, it sort of like has a um i don't know if you guys are very big x-men fans but there is a period in the x-men timeline after like humans try to wipe out mutants and the world becomes sort of an apocalypse um and it has that vibe to it where there are like superhumans and rogue experiments and people who have been born from like genetic experimentation that would be probably be a thing as well is people experimenting trying to like breed or construct a uh, superhumans that way as opposed to just augmenting them um so this oh man there are three interesting worlds here essentially there is before during and after um and after is sort of like sort of post-apocalypse in places probably it's probably like areas of darkness and apocalypse with beacons of remaining civilization and light um as is as is common in these sorts of worlds. Okay, that's really cool. Is there anything else that we want to add here? I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Um, I okay. have a lot of ideas. I'm very upset. I have a like pretty good visual like brain. Like I can I can see a bunch of characters yeah. from this world, but I can never get them onto anything because I'm yeah. not good at drawing. <laughs> Oh, I, it's it's a struggle, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's where writing comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm. Um. All right. No, I, 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 I think we're happy with that. That's cool. What a cool little world. Yeah, I, yeah, I really like it. I'm excited to see how the story will turn out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Thank you very much, uh, Bo, for assisting us in the creation of this world with your wonderful, wonderful ideas. Yes, thank you very much. They're very cool. You're welcome, and thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Our our pleasure. Okay, we'll see you all in the next part. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to The Sky Machine, a world-building podcast about dynamic, fantastical, and concise storytelling. Yes, got it in one. I literally just really banged that out. That's amazing. Uh, Just me today. Um, We've been on a brief hiatus, and uh, this this little episode has been a a little little labor labor of love over the quarantine. Um, But it's all done now. God, it's so weird to do it on my own. I, I like, I'm more of a, I like, try to take a back seat. But anyway, um... Yeah, this episode was, uh, we had our fantastic guest on for the episode, which was really wonderful. It's always good to, um, like, make connections with thinking people. Uh, I always will meet a new person and be like, oh, what little project can I do with you? Um, Usually it's just like, how can I convince you to play D&D? But getting on my world building podcast is good too. Uh, I didn't have any tips or tricks uh, necessarily, but I did want to highlight 
a game. Um, if you are interested in world building, this is an incredible game that you can pick up. It was in the bundle for racial justice and equality, I think it was called, um, which was amazing. Uh, raising funds to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I, f I found it buried away in there, a little gemstone called No Stone Unturned, written by Adam Bell, illustrated by uh, Sasha Lee. Um, it is this incredible, very quaint little world-building game where players go around, make a world, and make characters to explore that world, uh, a world that has recently gone through some upheaval. I've been so excited to play it. I haven't found a chance yet, but I'm just, like, obsessed with the... Mechanics. I've been building a, with my friend slash cousin-in-law, I've been building a Avatar The Last Airbender RPG just as like something to cut our teeth on. And we've been so inspired by like some of the mechanics in here for like the gameplay, less the world building stuff because that doesn't really come into this. But the aspect of like applying details is a mechanic that is used in a lot of modern games that have this sort of free form uh, very player-driven uh, format. Um, and so we've sort of ripped that straight out and done some stuff with it. Very excited. But yes, No Stone Unturned, fantastic game. Go and check it out. Uh, that's most of what we have to say. Uh, this episode was a lot of fun to make. Um, we got to take our time with it. We'll probably be, you know, taking our time with a lot uh, with episodes in future. Um, but yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will let you get on with your day slash night. Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Oh, I should give you some writing tips. I haven't been doing it myself, but let me think. Uh, I'm looking literally at my books on my shelf. Uh, arrival is a word inspired by The Arrival by Sean Tan. Arrival is one word. The other word is fear, inspired by The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss. Go out there and write and have a wonderful day. You have no more excuses. I'm stealing that straight out of writing excuses. But, but yes, that is all I have to say. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.